Welcome back, everyone, to Friends, Acquaintances, and Everybody Else, a millennial podcast hosted by two women of color set out to spark conversations of change on everything from careers, creativity, spirituality, love, and wellness. And while sometimes we may disagree, we at least hope to change a few minds about a couple of things. Guys, we're back, and we've once again broken each episode into a few segments. So we're going to have couch time where we're going to catch up, spill the tea on what's going on in our lives. And then asking for a friend, where today we're going to discuss the thing called code switching. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Alexis, and y'all, I am finally done with my written exams for personal training, and I couldn't be more fucking excited. And guys, it's Kadian, and I'm tired of living in this panorama. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, at this point, I don't like this way of life. I don't like that it's a part of life now. I mean, I'm kind of, there's not a lot to do here in Ocala, right? Mm. So I'm perfectly fine with, like, not doing anything. Fine. I like when my friends come <laughs> to visit me. Y'all, Kadian's here in the same room with me. <laughs> Listen, Ocala is not as sad as it seems, but we'll get into it, that. Yeah. Okay. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've experienced ocala Mm -hmm. tell me your thoughts so you know what i was definitely thinking it was going to be a lot slower than it was and not even having like any sort of mildly updated hipsterish bars Mm. or pubs and things that i like to go to but that little like strip or that downtown area that yeah. you brought me to yeah. definitely surprised me. That's all because there were a couple of places there that I would easily go to and become like a regular like Cheers where everyone knows uh-huh. my name. <laughs> I'm best friends with the bartender. Okay. Yeah. So where I showed you where I got ramen, mm-hmm. I, they know my order. <laughs> see, see, but I, I I like those like cute little small town yeah. things, and yeah. then that little um square where the gazebo was, where the yeah. guy was like playing live music. Yeah. I felt like we were in a scene of One Tree. I know. <laughs> I know. I love I love slash hate it because like literally that's all we got. It's yeah. like that little I understand after maybe like a year of doing that every night. And also that's all you got. we left at like ten and streets were silent. We did. There were some streets without lights, y'all. I then thought we were in like what was it, Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. So the Jeepers Creepers was shot down the road. <laughs> it switched up real quick from like One Tree Hill to like, you know, an old small town horror film. Yeah, yeah, that's what it does when the lights go down in the city. Ooh. Mm, bars. <laughs> Yes, I've had them all week. I'm so proud of myself. I've also been like <clears throat> practicing my singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I just tried to sound like Tony Braxton. <laughs> She's one of my favorites. She has such a unique um, voice. But I'd be singing in the mornings and I feel like I'm not going to give you a taste now because there's mad mucus in there. But <clears throat> maybe one time for the one time, like next time. I mean, all right. Yeah. We're down. Just like one line. I'll so make I guess it some kind of bars. <laughs> that's a that's another new thing that we can add to uh, what you've been up to since yeah. last season. I mean, so yeah, I finished. It took so long those written tests. Mm. I'll tell you, not the test itself, but studying. Ridiculous. I haven't been in school for how long, and it just you know making the brain work in such a way that it hasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> memorization. But I finally finished those. So next is just the practical test. Oh, wait, for maybe any new listeners that we may have oh. or just to refresh some of our older ones. What are you taking those tests on? Um, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> she got shy, y'all. She got. 
<laughs> oh, I am studying to become a personal trainer. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, I got really like stuck on it. But yeah, I decided last year that amongst all of the other tests that I was taking, like my licensure for insurance and real estate, that I didn't want to do those. And that personal training is like a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily personal training, like selling people on on working out, but teaching new lifestyles and bringing a new awareness to your body and inside and out. Y'all, she's more than just an ambassador for like a healthy lifestyle. Homegirls, you know, one of them like prophet evangelists. <laughs> I'm not going to solve your cult yet, but I'll let y'all know. <laughs> the amount of random facts and like tidbits that she has always dropped on me since I've known her. Like, oh, you know, instead of eating that, you could substitute for da 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 and it'll taste the same way. And- I mean, teach one, preach one, preach one, teach one, something like that. Mm-hmm. Each one, teach one. But that's why I'm not surprised that this is eventually, you know, the route that you decided to go because naturally it was always there. It kind of just hit me like a ton of rock, ton of ton of rocks, like just in the face, like, boom, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, you're right. Like, Mm. that makes so much sense. So I'm also studying to do nutrition Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's the biggest part of it. Um, But definitely just like lifestyle wellness. Congrats, darling. All right, so let's go ahead and do a bit of a recap for also any new listeners who maybe never heard the first season um, and wanted to know a bit of what we went into. Can I just say I'm super proud of us for doing a whole 20 episodes? Bruh. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) We did need a break like halfway through because between the pandemic, the civil unrest, life in quarantine. (laughs) Civil unrest, let's not forget. Have we forgot? No, I, you know what? I guess that's another thing to get into. Like, are we still, are we resting right now? Is this kind of, or is it done? Or are we regrouping? Bum, bum, bum. Are we rebranding? Stay tuned. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But that was one of the major things that we, of course, covered um, last year was like the different marches, the protests that were going on. Yeah. The unfortunate amount of visuals that we had to see for all the shootings and it was the violence um, that also led up to the election. Oh, that bad boy. I'm not going to lie. I was full of hope. Mm, Completely full of hope. I think I was the only one of my friends that were like full of hope. Maybe it's my demeanor and who I am. She was. She's like, you know, a little sunshine (laughs) over there. (laughs) But I was full of hope. I had some reservations, but mostly full of hope. And I am not mad, but I am disappointed. (laughs) I'm not going to say I will not disappointed. I am. I was, there was a slight glimmer of hope in me as well, although not a lot, because at the end of the day, it's still politicians, regardless of their color and race. I don't have a lot of hope and faith in politicians, period, point blank. Yeah. Um, So although I knew he would not be, or rather would hope he would not be as terrible as the previous Satanus. Um, <laughs> although I knew he wouldn't be that bad, so I knew there would be some good changes coming. I also didn't think there'd be a lot at the end of the day. And he's kind of proving exactly what I thought. And so I think you're referring to like still locking children up. <laughs> mm-hmm, but just calling it a new name. <laughs> Um, and then his bombing in Iran, right? Um, there was a bomb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I think that that I I I saw the news headline for him like just like rebranding mm-hmm. is exactly what he did. Just rebranded mm-hmm. whatever for the, you know locking children up, and I was like, "There's no way that happened." And I kind of just like pushed it aside, and I kept seeing it, kept seeing it, and then I saw Iran, and I was like, "You know what, Biden, get the fuck out." Mm-hmm. It's get like a sleight of out. hand. It's it's literally a sleight of hand. It's like, oh, but look, guys, I'm gonna put more money towards like the vaccines for everyone. All right, so we are gonna go over there and like fuck up China and maybe a little bit of Iran. Then kids don't really need to be unlocked. They won't notice. That's what I think. Like it was going on in my yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just you know, can we like give can we give them ninety day prohibition? Can we do that? Can we can we do that? No. Hmm. Damn. I think we need to rewrite the constitution and these rules because I think a 90-day probation needs to like for sure. Um yeah. 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 I wouldn't Cuz def- you going to get done what the people want get get, get done. Cuz the first 100 <laughs> days are the most important cuz it does really really set that tone and right. so far the tone is um not that great. Also Senate, flat. Senate did not pass a $15 minimum wage. <clears throat> why would they want us to all be able to afford life not even we can't afford life on 15 dollars now i can't honest. in new york so i'd sure as hell here in ocala hmm we'll see all right what are some other things that we went over in season um, one last year my favorite i love talking to you but learning about new people so like all of our guests mm-hmm. all of our guests were phenomenal cat she's just a phenomenal being and soul and i believe she's still doing she, oh wait, Black Men Cry too. Yes. You said sponsorships? Got, yeah, they got some sponsorships and everything. Baby Girl is starting to get paid. Um, she's been getting a lot of recognition last year, and I'm so proud of how well she's doing. Like, especially with all that's happened last year and what she's going through personally. Yeah. Literally one of the strongest people I know. She definitely is. She definitely is. My highlight for her is that she has a puppy. I know. <laughs> that puppy's so cute, and they're so cute together. They're so cute together. But shout out to Kat for still being great no matter what. We love you. Overcoming all the odds. Uh, Felicia. Felicia. Killing the wellness Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Felicia is, if you don't remember, is the owner of Luxurious Wellness. Um, Brought to you by Felicia. She brings you skincare and hair care for and by us as in women mm-hmm. um a lot of it is minority women mm-hmm. um she's also a former esthetician chemist super boss lady so she also educates so much like it's one thing to just like sell and endorse and you know mm-hmm. um support our products by women and women of color but it's a whole other thing that you can actually get a professional mm-hmm. um help and suggestions on her like social media and on the website as well like the few things that I have followed that she taught me from the first time I met her last year definitely changed my whole skincare routine because I had no idea how much a toner would really just help with the moisture Mm -hmm. for my skin and the evenness. And girl, like even right now, TMI, but whatever, y'all are friends now. Like even (laughs) while I'm on my period, like I have no breakouts when normally I would, especially with how shitty I've been eating since I've been That Japanese food was really good, though. Oh, Kala came through with Japanese food. That was for <laughs> damn sure. But yeah, even just those little things that she shared with me and like the steps, um, it definitely simplified them because I used to think it was way too many steps. I had to yeah. pay too much for 
crap that I didn't need. Yeah. Um, so shout out to her for that. Her I am 30 and my skin is like better than it was in my 20s. Her her stuff is affordable. She always does um, lives or Q&As with mm-hmm. the people that ha- that she sells the products for and with. Mm-hmm. Um, she has this really cool face tool that I have yet to use because it, it's like the blackhead tools, but it actually works. Mm. And she made it. Like she, she like the worked. suction ones? Yeah, she Ooh, developed it. That. it also Let me has know. a blue light to help like calm and tone the face. Like it's a mm. whole thing and she helped develop it. I just want to give a shout out to her because she's doing all of this stuff on her own. She does all of her social media. Mm-hmm. She does all of the marketing. She does all of the websiting. <laughs> That's not a word, but she does <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Um, another one of my fave is Stephanie. She, I got to meet at my previous job. She works in, oh man, she is so good with like finances. Yeah. Um, she has a whole like site and page and YouTube up about it. And it's essentially her journey in paying off her really, really big student loan from law school. And she's already paid off, I think about 60 K last year. That's amazing. Exactly. Like there are people who are still struggling through like 10K or whatever. And she was able to do that last year. I mean, granted, depending on how the pandemic has been treating you, not really going out as much and whatnot does help a lot. But Mm -hmm. she gives really great financial advice. But she also does a little snippet that I like where she will go over like contracts from in the industry. So like what Kanye's contract was, uh, Britney Spears and stuff like that. I saw she she did do that. mm -hmm. And she'll give you her like professional insights and opinions on it, how those things were actually passed and people actually signed off on it. But uh, it's really funny. Definitely check it out. Yeah. All right. So those were just a few of our favorite ladies that came through. I think Mm -hmm. maybe this year we got to get... Oh, wait, we had... We had Hardell. Yeah. That was also one of our most popular episodes and hilarious as hell. Um, you know, we should get some more guys this we year. We're going to get some more guys for you guys. If you um, have suggestions, DM us. Or if you're a fella and you want to hit us up because you think you might be able to share some great insights or your opinion on any of the topics or even a new one, definitely hit us up. Absolutely. Speaking of fellas, mm. how's your dating life? Huh? Yeah. Oh, so how do you date in Corona? (laughs) Um, Do you date in Corona? So as far as the dating goes, it was just I stopped after I believe like April or May talking to any of the guys that I was talking to. I mean, that's really fast. Yeah, I don't to fall in love in a month and not even having (laughs) seen me in person. Wait, fall in love. You fell in love? I ain't fall in love, but homie <laughs> said, he started being, oh, I love you at the end of calls and FaceTime. And I was like, oh, um, I think you're going through PTSD because, nah. He said he loved you? I can't even look at you. <laughs> I, like, why? I'm not in the wrong. <laughs> I'm not in the wrong. Um, wow. That's, that's super special. I mean, um... That, that's really weird. It did. It did kind of things did get kind of crazy. We had civil unrest and Trump was like, Rawr. work from home. So Stockholm work syndrome was going on. You know, I mean, if I talk to you all the day, all day, then maybe I love you. Yeah, nah, I don't. Oh, so did he tell you? I, OK, that's another question for another time. We don't want to get too much. But, but um, what about you? What was your. Oh, um, dating like, mm. um, well. You know, it's, um, I didn't date. No, no, Mm -mm. not at all. (laughs) Um, I mean, a couple of men fell in love. Yes. Mm. 
Mm. Um, was it my fault? Probably. <laughs> mm, you, I'm proud of you taking ownership. Look how far we've come. <laughs> it probably was my fault. Um, but you know, I'm just out here trying to live life, trying to find the one. They were not the one. I thought I. But you know, it things happen. Listen, they do it on dating shows all the time. You're just trying to find the one. That's it. That's it. I'm, I want to be like more like Lori Harvey, but that's another discussion. Mm, Lori. The book. Well, we're going to get into that on a whole other episode. It's going to be my favorite episode this season. I know it is. I'm so excited. Okay. Anyway, so let's dive into asking for a friend. Shall we? Yes, let's do that. All right, Kadian. Mm-hmm. As a question for you. Do you code switch? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I definitely code switch. I am a professional code switcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should be. You have to be. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, for those who may not know what code switching is, how about you give us a bit of a Ooh. definition? So this is my favorite because actually the first time I heard about code switching was in this mentor group that I do. Um, we mentor New York City high school students and one of the topics was code switching. So from them, I have these definitions. Code switching is the alternate use of two or more languages that can include verbal and nonverbal within a conversation. That was by some person in 1998. But dictionary.com gives us two. The use of one dialect, register, accent, or language variety over another, depending on social or cultural context to project a specific identity, or our favorite, the modifying of one's behaviors, appearance, etc., to adapt to different sociocultural norms. Mmm. You want to know one of my favorite different codes or languages? What? <laughs> uh, the African American oh, vernacular English. <laughs> oh my god. AKA Ebonics. <laughs> I just like. So we were doing research, and and Katie was like, "Do you know that we have?" Our own <laughs> vernacular. And I was like, why are you using that word? <laughs> She's like, it's called the African-American. What is it? Vernacular English. <laughs> so what that is, is it's the variety formerly known as Black English vernacular or vernacular Black English among sociolinguists and commonly called Ebonics outside the academic community. So what that means is Ebonics can't really be said amongst white people. So they gave us the A-A-V-E. Because, you know, white people going white and they were just like, Ebonics is too much. We, that's, uh, we're sociolinguists. The fuck? <laughs> and we just, we can't get down with Ebonics. They probably didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Let's just kind of get into it, right? So do you, mm-hmm. have you, mm-hmm code switched i have definitely code switch um i didn't realize i was doing it but it literally started the first time i moved from jamaica to america makes sense and i'm in class and i'm young i was like four or five years old and you know we're learning our alphabets and numbers and whatnot and in jamaica the way we say certain things it's a little <laughs> different than hey, here hey Kadian, <laughs> when you bake something <laughs> What do you put it in? I put it in the oven. 
the oven <laughs> which i found out later that they don't pronounce the same way but like even simple things like counting um you know it's one two three i said one two three <laughs> like we say certain uh alphabets differently like we say ara and zed for our alphabets and they're just like zed no it's just z it's just it's just z <laughs> well i mean so when I don't know what, but so my mom was in the military mm-hmm. and she didn't say like A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. She said alpha, beta. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, 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 it was that. And then on top of, I was also in a very highly popularized um, Latin Spanish area in Miami <laughs> where I went to school. So poor girl had to learn like four different codes. It was, it was like, okay, this is how I talk when I'm around my English teacher. Here's Better how like, I speak. What do you mean? <laughs> Pero like was heavily used for everything. <laughs> Sabes que like <laughs> Spanglish was another form that I often talk to when I'm around certain friends. And then of course when I'm at home with my own family, yeah, um, it's a whole other accent that comes out that yeah. I don't even realize comes out until I have a friend that's not Jamaican or something around, and they're like, I don't get any of the jokes because I don't know what anybody's saying. <laughs> so- <laughs> I had friends used to like fake laugh around my mom when we're in the car and she's driving us home. And then when we'd like actually get home, they're like, yo, what does your mom say? I was like, what were you laughing at? She's like, I was just, (laughs) I was just following y'all. I feel like that's so rude. (laughs) So like, do you code switch? Have you seen me? I mean, yeah, I've seen it heavily (laughs) while I've been here visiting you in your hometown. Have you seen me? Uh, Yeah, I code switch. What do you think your natural code is? That's a great question. Mm. Um, probably, however, I talk to myself. So it's more like sunshiny, mm-hmm. hippie. Very like positive. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, uh, Alexa's code when she's drunk is hilarious to me. She's like a true Southern girl at heart with a hard R, like <laughs> Southern. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is this is different. But then it made sense because like when you're around your family and I heard how you talk when you're around, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely this makes sense. We look apart, Mm -hmm. but we fit in Mm -hmm. my like my my little brother, bless his heart, born and raised in Ocala. (laughs) And um, he is a southern Mexican. Mm -hmm. Right. So he goes he goes to California and he did start doing that when he was younger and he loves the culture out there. Mm -hmm. So he comes back and he talks slower. But then he also has like the southern drawl and mumble. So sometimes I'm just like, can you just say it with your chest? You know, (laughs) not talk low and slow. (laughs) Uh, But no, I definitely I've always had a so when I first moved to New York. Mm hmm. First of all, I come from Florida. So like that was something in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? Believing how crazy South Florida is, believing it's not in the South. It's in the South, but it's not of the South. But in actuality, Yeah, we real mixed up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say y'all all the time. Y'all all. Mm-hmm. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would call people honey, mm-hmm. sweetie. And they made fun of me. They're like, honey. So I adapted real quick. Mm. <laughs> Because I was really tired of being made fun of. It's not fun. So in that case, right? Yeah. How many or what do you think the different codes or Englishes are that we use? And I got that from this amazing um, like story or poetry yeah. that you gave so, me. So 
Along with what I mentioned before, um, the mentor group that I did, we did this code switching piece and they gave us the week before a poem to read or not a poem. It was like a short essay mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's four pages um, to read. And it's Mother Tongue by Amy Tan. And basically, Amy Tan is first gen here and she is talking to her Chinese. Yeah, she's talking to her mother and realizes her different her different Englishes, Englishes is, is what she said. calls them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she notices this specifically because she's giving a long speech or one of her educated education speeches on languages. Um, and she's using these big words is, I guess, the best way you mm-hmm. can put it. Um, but her mom's in the audience. And that's when she's like, my mom's never heard me speak like this. Mm-hmm. How many Englishes do I know? So this kind of brought up the question. Um, the mentees, they they were like, wait, do we code switch with families? Ooh, I sure as hell do. And then we're like, with families, with friends, your different types of friends. Yes. Your different types of family members. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk to yourself, you talk differently than you talk to anybody else. When Mm -hmm. you go to work, you know, and that those friends at work versus just like your colleagues, Mm -hmm. you know, and like (laughs) there's so many different ways you can code switch. I'm not going to lie. Have you ever had a moment where you brought different kind of friends together? And then you I'm always nervous. I'm always like, do you guys need anything? Are you okay? Or are you nervous that they might look at you and be like, wait, she's talking or acting a little different than how I know her. I feel like that's the secondary thought. Okay. The first thought is like, is everyone going to get along? Oh, okay. (laughs) My only worry is if my friends, acquaintances, whoever is going to notice how heavily I do quote switch. And I'm not... How do I put it? I'm not ashamed of it. It is it is an actual survival skill um, is what I found out the hard way a long time ago. Right. Um, if you want to fit in certain social circles, if you want to move up, if you want to get something, be heard, understood, whatever you you have to do it in a way that they will like to hear it or understand it. Yeah. And I know I get it. You shouldn't have to change who you are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But bruh, this is this is just what I've learned how to survive in the social circles I have. Yeah. And it's helped me. So I don't shame people who do feel the need to code switch. Mm-hmm. It's just how I've been living. I mean, it is. I, I, as you were saying that, like I was remembering back to when I was younger, um, maybe elementary or even middle school. Just like, why do you talk like that? Mm-hmm. Why do you talk white? Yeah, you don't like I sound blacker than you. <laughs> And I'm like, well, why do you talk like that? <laughs> like, I don't know. All of a sudden, that white coworker will come up to you like, hey, girl. Yes. Oh, I hate that. Yes. Ooh, I, it makes yes. me cringe. So I, I did notice that like that was kind of just like the theme in like the office. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how they talk to each other also. Oh, well, not in my offices. I work at a lot of startups and it's really different how Brad and Sarah would talk to each other compared to when they see me. And it's like, yes, okay, queen. So I'm talking about like Sarah and Hannah. Mm, okay. Right? <laughs> not like, not Brad and Brad and Sarah. Like when you get Sarah, Hannah and Jessica in a room, like yeah, they yeah. will, like, I feel like they, I don't know if it's for show or mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. but like, ooh, tea or like, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. or like sis, what? Well, wasn't, uh, and this could be a whole other episode as well. Part of the reason for that is because the LGBTQ, I hope I said all the letters right, plus. community plus community, um, you know, like RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that. A yeah. lot of those vernaculars and words that they introduced to the white culture well, that are now used heavily. That's a whole other 
Is that a whole other thing? Or oh, is yeah, that that's a whole okay. other thing. Because I feel like... Mm-hmm. Just say it. We, I know what you want to say. <laughs> How? I feel like that's the nicest way I can put it. How? How? Is that okay? Because you're just like... Uh-huh. Where did you... Le- okay, wait. Uh-huh. LGBTQ+. plus. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that from? Okay. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you that's gonna take gonna, it. That's gonna happen. And then you're gonna give it when it's not your whole okay. other episode. Cause I do wonder why they all sound like black aunties, but that's just you mine. know, yeah. That's um <laughs> how you gonna take something and give it and say it's a okay. Uh you know, yeah. we're gonna have to bring in experts for that one. Yes, we're gonna we bring will. in some that's gonna be a whole other episode. Yeah, we're but we're gonna really learn over there. <laughs> we're gonna learn really learn here, but we're gonna talk more about code switching. Um so I can't tell you, but I mean, even when I was younger. My mom punished me for not brushing my hair mm-hmm. and the punishment was to get cornrows. Wait, hold, hold, hold up. And the punishment but was we'll talk to about, get... We'll talk about that in hair. We'll talk about that in the hair episode. Um, oh. And like, I remember we went, it was just the neighbor across the street, but she was like the hair lady for like her family and what other other people she mm-hmm. knew. Um, and like, if I wasn't crying because I'm tenderheaded... <laughs> Um, I was talking to the kids and they would be like, why do you talk like that? Mm. So like maybe like eight is like the first time that you realize that, that I talk different. different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, um, whoo. Okay. Like it's, it's triggering for me because being that I was born in Jamaica, but left at such a young age. So most of what I know, well, it's like almost a complete divide of like my Jamaican culture and then my American culture. Mm. And I never really feel or ashamed or insecure about my American culture until I am around my very heavily Jamaican side. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's, why does she talk like that? Like, I remember one time they... (laughs) I remember one time they made fun of me because they thought I made up the word brunch. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, is that what you and your white friend do? Like, that's how they would talk to me, even though I don't feel like I talk like that at all. But it's because they they still speak, you know, Patois. So... Mm -hmm. Anything that isn't like that to them, they're just like, you know. And yeah. I was like, first off, I did not make a brunch. I get that maybe that's not what y'all do, but it is, it is a thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's breakfast and lunch it's with a, alcohol. Plus, it's New York. Almost everyone know. Okay, whatever. Um, or they would even, there was like a betting pool once on uh, the kind of guy that I might end up with to marry. And most of them think it's going to be someone white. Um, I mean, that's not too far-fetched, Kadian. It's not. <laughs> We're and not going to go into my dating pool. <laughs> nothing to do with, like, you being white girl Canadian. I do right? like to date the United Nations. Yeah, you <laughs> so. just have love for people, and that's beautiful. But that's um, another conversation. So there was that, and then at the same time, though, when I'm around, like, coworkers, or when I was around, like, my college friends, um, and even my friends back home in South Florida, they could tell if I have been around my family for a long time because subconsciously I do go back to my Patois accent and language. Mm-hmm. And then I would start talking to them, saying stuff like Ovin and all that shit. And they're just like, oh, she's Jamaican again. Or like if my mom calls on the phone and they're like, oh, she's Jamaican. So it's like, what the fuck do y'all want me to be? <laughs> like, it's like, um, so similarly, I'm ashamed of my Americanness, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. when I go to Spanish speaking countries. Because mm, everyone's automatically coming up to you talking in Spanish. Yeah, and, and I do know it, but I know I'm going to sound como un gringa. 
when I say it. (laughs) You know? And uh, it's embarrassing because you're supposed to know. But like, mm, I am now. I can learn now because I'm a grown up and I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it definitely wasn't taught it. Yep. Yeah. You want to actually hear something that's even crazier and kind of contradictory? What? So in Jamaica, although the native whatever language is technically English, a.k.a. our English, so Patois, what we're taught in school is the Queen's English. So like on our news and like radio stations for whenever it's like politics or like important news and stuff, they actually sound British. (laughs) What the hell? So it is, yo, it, it's languages in general is just a funny situation. And that's why I don't really judge people for like code switching or changing yeah. accents or whatever, because we're all confused and we're also mixed at this point. Yeah. I think, you know, it is to what you said earlier, it is and was kind of a survival piece. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sure you had to speak you were expected to speak a specific way mm-hmm. when you were in a white man's world as a secretary or mm-hmm. even as a maid, like you speak proper mm-hmm. or however, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pro- You sound like them. Whenever someone says proper, they just mean to sound like them is what I learned. Um, it's not an actual professional, whatever. It's just sound like me. And yeah. that's proper. Right. Yeah. Speaking of right. proper. Oh, God. <laughs> I really love this Ooh. excerpt. From, um, I really love this excerpt. Um, his name is Reggie. So Barack Obama's assistant also wrote a book. And this to me, I think is one of the best examples of code switching. So it was after something had been done, Barack Obama came into his assistant's office and he was like, yo, I gotta say boss, that was some real gangster shit back there. (laughs) Now imagine president Barack Obama calling you boss. And saying that was some gangster shit right there. Bro. If that's not code switching, I don't know what it is. Because clearly that's not how he sounds on the podium. Yo, I, he does. That's how he sounds to me. <laughs> that, I don't think that's how he sounds when he talks to Biden. I don't... See, I don't... I don't know. Mm, you because think he I, talks to Biden like... Not frequently. Okay. But probably as frequently as he did to that person. Hmm. I would think. Because they, they seem like friends. I mean, most of the time he's like, calm down, Joe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like he's telling George, calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't... I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him to have said something similar, maybe more frequently to Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I can't really see him talking to Joe like that too much. Like maybe like as a joke every now and then. But I'm talking about like comfortable language. Like you just, you know, every every day. No, no. Does he talk to Michelle frequently like that? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Do you see their playlist? Oh, yo, when she had City Girls on it, I was like, okay, Michelle. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I know they go back to their african-american vernacular (laughs) whenever they're home and around each other you can see by the way they look like the looks that they shoot back and forth bruh fam see her nigga (laughs) like you can see the look you saw it i saw it too it definitely wasn't a sweetie gosh hey (laughs) you gonna get tore up tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh let me stop let me stop oh god they're so beautiful but okay so I think I would say friends, family, work, mm-hmm. 
and like close friends. Those are your Englishes. Those are my so that like four, you use. four Englishes. I don't four know English- why I did it that way. It's so difficult. <laughs> um, my Englishes would be oh lord. Uh, it would be oh god. There's so many. So there's my family. Mm-hmm. There is. For work, it's even like different people for work. I'm not going to lie. So there's probably like three different ones for work. Um, Then there is how I talk to my like really good close friends like you and everyone else. And then there's when I'm traveling. And I, I think it's because since I was little, I've been subconsciously like picking up accents to comfortably fit in and make it seem like I fit in that I do that as well when I travel yeah so for example when I had to oh lord when I had to uh (laughs) when I had to go work in uh North Carolina for a while I didn't realize how country I was starting to sound I was like yes girl and saying all these things that I normally wouldn't say as slow (laughs) welcome to the dark side Um, compared to, of course, like when I stay in London for like months on end and then I come back and you sound like a Brit. I do. Ew. <laughs> I do. Oh, first off, don't, don't go there. Sorry. I'm from the South. No, I don't I say don't. you for yourself. Okay. in your hard R. Well, I've never, I've never heard you speak British, <laughs> English. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I like. I love what happens when your mom calls. <laughs> see, you see, and that that is another thing where I remember I, I tried to hide it so bad. And the first time I was called out on it was uh, when I was working at Apple in Jacksonville. Yeah. And I went in the like little storage area because my mom called, but she had called three times. So like I had to answer it. So like I ran back in the storage area and I'm talking to my mom on the phone and I come out and like eight people are standing there waiting to see who comes out. They're like, wait you're Jamaican? And I was like, oh God. (laughs) They were like, we thought a customer got behind there and we were just waiting for them to come out. We didn't think it was going to be you. (laughs) 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 So like those moments just remind me of how easily I subconsciously slip into all of those different um, Englishes or accents without even thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah. So it's survival. It's it's survival at the end of the day. So I think... when I travel, that's what Alexis is. Mm. So not the bad one. Not the bad travel, but like the that's happy That's your go-lucky. truest form, yeah. your final yeah. form. Because <laughs> like when I was in Europe, like I, oh God, it was, yeah. European Alexis. <laughs> With her little joie de vie. Just... What the fuck is that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Like a, it's like a French saying or term. So. What does it mean? It's like your, um, it's like your way of. She's French now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a little happy, like charm about you, your okay. little way, like your aura or whatever. You know. It's just... <laughs> oh, on that note, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so that you know is a bit about our personal experience and understanding of code switching. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting life. So I guess my final question would be, Mm -hmm. do white people code switch? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Because once again, like I said before, the way like Sarah and Becky would talk to each other and then they'd come up to me and all of a sudden it's hunty. Hey girl. 
have you listened to Kendrick? Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, compared to when even they like the different regions in America even talk differently. Like the Southern people make fun of how people in New York and Brooklyn might oh talk. Oh my God. Yeah. So Cali, they talk different over there. They do. So yeah, I believe that they, they code switch as well. Okay. Is it a survival thing for them also? You know, to, how do I say To a certain extent, because especially like the Southern accent, right? That's the one that uh, people relate to or, um, sorry, associate with more when they think America Mm -hmm. is that Southern accent. Yet they switch it up really quick when they have to be professional or give a speech or when they're in the office and then they, you know, go back home and they sound like Paula Deen. Yeah. So I believe that's their form of code switching because people wouldn't think them to be as smart or sound educated if they do talk very southern okay so i think that's also their like they're also a form of survival interesting Mm -hmm. all right so let's uh get into our takeaways on code switching shall we all right so what is your takeaway my takeaway is that everyone code switches so we should just stop judging each other (laughs) thank you thank you let it alone (laughs) every way you talk is an accent because it's an accent to someone yes so thus we all code switch it's annoying leave us alone we'll leave you alone (laughs) (laughs) my main and only takeaway is it is survival um now granted some people are doing it to mimic Yes. Um, and try to pretend like they're someone else. Yes. But uh, for the most part, I believe it started with the intent of survival. Yes. And to fit in. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to, you're going to the city. You better talk like them city people talk. <laughs> <clears throat> so I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Katie, and I'm so excited for this season. I am very excited for this season, and I can't wait to bring in other guests to talk about these things. I definitely have a few friends in mind that, like, later episodes, we could definitely get into um, a new term that I learned. I always knew what it was, but didn't know, but it's called receptive bilingualism. So, like, when you understand the language, but you can't speak it. Oh, that's me. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I know a lot of friends who are like that as well. A lot yeah. of like first gen friends who like their family members still speak Chinese or Korean or yeah. Spanish. Um, they don't speak it, but yeah. they know what their grandma and everybody's saying. <laughs> yeah. So I picked up my Spanish from Ecuadorians that were raising Dominican and Cuban. So that was super fun. Dear God. Yeah. Dude, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Puerto Rican and Brazilian. So it was super fun. But I'm definitely looking forward to that episode (laughs) and the friends that we will get along for that one. But I think that is all we have for code switching for today. Yeah. There's more because it's a heavy, very full subject. But yeah, that's our our uh, personal personal take. Maybe we can get like a sociolinguist. (laughs) We'll see if we can find one of them in the dictionary. The the dictionary. (laughs) The yellow pages. (laughs) Right. All right, guys. Until next time. I'm Alexis. You can follow me at Tribe Called Lex with two X's on the Instagram. And I'm Kadian. You can find me at Kaywin, K-A-Y-W-Y-N. Bye. Bye.